Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys, welcome back to Cuse Yourself Podcast again. Here we go. I'm Chris. I'm Stacy. We have not been introducing ourselves as of lately, but most of you that watch this do know who we are. However, eventually people are going to watch this that don't know us. So now you know. Also, in our last podcast, we had a few comments regarding what we were drinking. So we decided that every show from now on, we're going to start giving you an idea of what we have in our glass. So today we have... Today we have Crankberry. Uh, we just took a little trip to Texas. This is from the Cider Brewing Company in Dallas, Texas. Yes, Crackberry has, it is a cider. It has cranberries, blackberries, apples, and crack. Although on the back of the can, it does say, does not contain actual crack. So there you go. That's what we're drinking today. All right, so let's get it started. So today we're going to talk about TBT. It's coming up. Team announcements have been made. We have eight official on the roster. There are some potentials. Uh, but before we get into the roster, before we get into Bayheim's army, let's talk about what the TBT is and get a little overview on that. So TBT is a tournament that was set up a few years ago and it is a $2 million prize to the winner. Winner take all. It's set up just like the NCAA tournament, 64 teams, single elimination. Bayheim's army has fared Fairly well in the past. Uh, we have one Final Four trip. Uh, last year, we lost to Marquette to go to the Final Four. Uh, but it's a really cool tournament. It's a great idea on the offseason for people like us who are just diehard fans and get to see some of our favorites come back and play. A few things about the TBT that are important, and one of which it, the NCAA tournament has stolen is their announcement ceremony. Yes. The winter announcement ceremony. You noticed this two years, two years ago. Right. Yeah. That the winner of the games were putting their names on the bracket. I noticed it because of Brandon Bayer. Right. So last year, no, three years ago, I noticed it with TBT. Two years ago at the NCAA tournament, the NCAA stole this and started using it. And after the Michigan State game, when Frank Howard fouled out and Brandon Bayer came in, Walk on from Grinnell College. I love that kid. He got to hang her name. He got to hang the name. And that was just, it's such a great opportunity for the kids. Especially a kid like Brandon Bayer or a team like UMBC who isn't supposed to be there to get a chance to hang their name. I really like that the NCAA adopted it. And what a great idea from the TBT just to create more player involvement. Another difference between the TBT and every other basketball game you've ever watched, if you've never had a chance to see it, is the Elam ending. And I had to I Google it. it. She's a huge fan. I'm becoming a fan. The Elam ending is the last dead ball after the four-minute warning. I'm sorry, after at four minutes. The first dead ball at four minutes, the clock stops and gets shut off. And they do what's called a... Uh, Target, yeah. a target score. So they'll take whoever's winning, they will add seven points to that score. That's the target score. First team to reach the target score wins. This did come into play in a Syracuse game in recent history we'll get to later, right? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it comes into play. Obviously, it comes into play in all of them, but there was one in recent memory, I think, last year that was pretty big. Uh, but it's it's interesting 
I wasn't sold when it first happened. I'm a basketball traditionalist. I'm a sports traditionalist all the way around the board. But it's, I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. I'm slowly becoming a fan. You were a fan immediately. Oh, yeah, I like it. Because you don't like the fouls at the end of right. games. Right. And I don't necessarily like that either. Because it doesn't work as often as you would think it does or hope it does. So this eliminates that. And as we do our coverage from the tournament, we'll talk more about it and how it works. Uh, you did find out something this year that's new to TBT. What are they doing this year that they didn't do in previous years? With the winnings? Yes. Yeah. So on top of the $2 million prize that the first place team gets, uh, every regional winner will be able to take 25% of their ticket sales. Um, so everybody needs to get out and buy tickets. Right now we're still in second place to Wichita. Uh, they have about $52,000 sold in tickets. Um, we currently have 12 and a half, I believe, yeah, like sold in tickets. Um, There's a lot of tickets left, lot of tickets Go left. get them. They're $55 for the whole weekend. I mean, that's... Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I mean, you can, yeah, you can buy single game tickets if you want. For 55 bucks, you can get in for the whole weekend. Um, and you can see us for the whole weekend. See us for the whole weekend. There's four games on Friday, obviously two on Saturday, and then one on, on Sunday. So it does get you into all those. Uh, and then the winner of the region takes, like I said, 25% of, of ticket sales. That's a good chunk. Mm -hmm. That's a good chunk, especially if, and I'm going to tell you guys, so right now there's eight guys listed. There's going to be some names added that are going to drive ticket sales. Well, I think that's why they kind of wait. There's always one big name afterwards. Right. You can have 18 kids on the team, so or 18 players. Some of them are. It's not so much like college really age, not. right? There's, but yeah, you can have 18 total players on the team right now. We have eight, so I mean, there's still room. It to costs grow. money at some. It point, costs right? money to grow or fan votes. Right. So for every thousand fan votes you have, you are allowed to add one more player for free. Okay. So you can do the first nine players for free. After that, it's a thousand. Up until 72, uh, 72 hours before tip-off. If you want to add somebody after that, if you make it to the final four, you can add somebody, but it's 2000 Okay. Um, so we have one more free available. Correct. And then I believe every year that I can recall, Bayheim's Army has paid the 1000 and added another. So there's probably at least two more names coming. And if something crazy happens, you're going to want your tickets now. Just a suggestion, because if a, if a huge name comes down the barrel. Elephant in the room. Everybody wants to see Mellow come. Right. So We're probably knows, not going to see Mellow. Who knows if it happens or not. But if they do announce Mellow, it's going to be four minutes before the deadline. Right. And, and everyone's going to be rushing to get tickets. And so, tickets won't be 55 bucks anymore. No. So go get your ticket. Go get your ticket for 55 bucks. Come see us. Hang out. All right. So let's go over the roster. Okay. So... Right now, we have eight guys, mm -hmm. with Ryan Blackwell being the coach. Uh, Kevin Belby, of course, is still our GM. Yep, Kevin Belby. Thank you, Kevin. He does a fantastic job. Third year for Blackwell? Second year? Do we know? No, fourth. Fourth year for mm -hmm. Blackwell. Okay, fourth year for Ryan Blackwell, who's also the head coach at Liverpool High School. And I love Ryan Blackwell. I liked him when he was a Syracuse player. He's just a quiet, mild-mannered guy who just went out and got the job done, and he's, his basketball IQ is really good. I like Ryan Blackwell as the coach. Most of the players are returning that we have of the eight. Yeah, Devo's the only kid that, or the only player. Sorry, I didn't mean to reference him as a kid. Um, Devo's the only player who has been on all five years. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have Devo and Trish. We have Akeem Warwick, Arinze Onwaku, John Gillen are all returning from last year's team. We have Mookie Watkins coming back. He played two years ago. Yeah, I think he played some too. Mookie Watkins, really briefly, it's not on the paperwork, is a member of, and I know I posted this in the fan page, one of my favorite recruiting classes of all time with Louis McCroskey, Demetrius Nichols, Terrence Roberts, Mookie Watkins. That was the recruiting class after the 03 championship when people wanted to come to Syracuse. I love that recruiting class. Didn't achieve as much as we thought, but I'm so glad to see Mookie back. And he's a big body, and all of these guys have been really putting in work in their respective leagues, wherever they are, from Mookie to Trish, who might be playing the best basketball of his life. Mm -hmm. I believe he did. He, he won his championship now. He won his championship. They have, I believe they just advanced to the next level, but he did get um, MVP of the league. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's, he's balling doing right two now. Big things he's in balling right, right now. now. Uh, two new players this year, though. Trish also did mention that one of his, I, I'm sure he would have signed on anyways, but one of his big um, kind of targets for signing on this year was the fact that we were hosting it in Syracuse. He's a local, he's local, he's from JD, he's here, he's loving life, and now he's playing. He's a, he's a Syracuse legacy. Yeah. His, I always get this wrong. It's not his dad, it's, it's his, his uncle. uncle. Okay, I always get this wrong. How it was on the 87 team. Right. Yeah. So two new players this Damn year. Damn you, Keith Smart. <laughs> Who do you got, babe? New player for this year. All right, so Chris McCullough. Okay. Um, we didn't get to see a lot of him, certainly, when he played for Syracuse. He, he uh, was only here for the 14-15 season. Uh, he played, you know, just a short amount of games. He got injured, put his name in for the draft, Um and, and was drafted. He was drafted in the first round. He was drafted by the Nets. Uh, played with the Nets for a while. Played with the Wizards for a while. And then found himself back uh, down into the G League. Uh, most recently, he's been playing for Puerto Rico. Okay. He was brought into the Puerto Rican League um, this year to just kind of help um, kind of push their team to, to the regional finals or to their championship. Um, they lost... Friday, May 31st. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Friday. So they lost. Um, I, so I, I believe that's also a single elimination thing. I don't think their team is, is traveling on any farther. Um, but he was player of the week two weeks ago in um, their the Puerto Rican League or playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, Chris McCullough is coming back. Uh, Brian Blackwell seemed very excited and interested to get to get him in the team. And the kid's really, talented. He's so talented. And, talented. and like I said, we didn't get to see a lot of him then. Uh, but once orange, always orange, we will welcome him with open arms, and I'm excited to see him on. So once orange, always orange, uh, let's talk about a guy who's not orange. But if you follow us on Twitter, I did post. Uh, we do welcome him into the orange family. Mm -hmm. Beheim's army is orange, so once orange, always orange. Jordan Crawford. Who's the third non-Cuse alum. Correct. Number two in 2015. Uh, there haven't been any anybody since 2015. All who have been brought in by our our love, Eric Dimidor. Debo's got a lot of pull. Debo's got, Debo's got a lot of pull, and as well he should. Mm -hmm. uh, the two previous to him were Willie Dean, and there's no chance I get this right, 
but Olu Famutimi are the two non other non-Syracuse players to play for Bayheim's Army. Jordan Crawford, I remember vividly in college and in the NBA. I actually didn't know until I started doing a little bit of research that he played for the Pelicans last year. Mm -hmm. The Jordan Crawford that I remember played for the Pelicans in in the playoffs, fifteen against Golden State. Yes, it was garbage time. Yeah, mind you, doesn't matter. Whatever your stat line. The Jordan Crawford that I remember, who went to Indiana and then transferred to Xavier, is a bucket getter. He's a scoring machine. In his NBA career, he averages, I wrote it down, like I think it's 12.2 points a game. And that's quality work for a guy. He was a first-round draft pick, ton of talent, athletic, and he rounds out our guard position and makes us extremely dangerous, especially shooting-wise. He's a career NBA 41% three-point shooter. To put that in perspective, that's Ray Allen, Reggie Miller territory as far as three-point shooting. So just adding that to the team, I believe he's 6'4". He's going to bring a lot, and I'm I'm glad to have him. Thank you, Eric Devendorf, for bringing him in. And we welcome you, and let's go get this championship. Mm-hmm. So the starting five... We pretty much agree on where it's going to be. There could be some changes depending on who's still coming. But according to what we have, what do we have for a starting five? Uh, Playing the one, Trish. Two, Eric Diemendorf. Uh, three would be Chris McCullough. Which is not his position. Right. He's a power forward by nature, but he can shoot, mm-hmm. which makes him a threat offensively at the three position. But his height in the zone makes him makes him extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, four being Hakeem Work, and then five Orenze Wanaku. That one could change depending on how Blackwell feels about it. Uh, could be Mookie starting there. But that length on the back line, and when they do play zone, because Bayheim's Army does play man to man from time to time. But with McCullough. Hakeem Warwick and Onuaku or Watkins, either one. It makes it really tough to get anything off from that bottom half of the perimeter and in. So I really like us defensively. Love us offensively. I love any team offensively that's Eric Devendorf on it. And Uh, defensively. He's so scrappy. Yeah, he's scrappy. (laughs) And his ability from the time he came to Syracuse to now even at Bayheim's Army to get to the basket and put the ball on the glass, and it doesn't matter who's there. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. That floating left hand, for those of you that remember it, high off the glass, above the box, was a thing of beauty. It always has been. It always will be. And he's the heart and soul of this team. But with Trish and Devo and McCullough, Warwick, Ayo, those guys are going to It's gonna be. They're gonna do damage. They're going to do damage. But there is room for players. There's Rufus of players. Who would you like to see, or who do you think could possibly still sign on for this team? Um, as far as who I would like to see, I want to give a little asterisk for I still have an inkling of hope for Michael Benajay. Okay. He did put on his Instagram, can't wait to see you this summer. Um, 
he wasn't added on before June 1st. He didn't have his verification. You have to send a verification video into TPT to get accepted to the roster. Um, since the final add-on before uh, at, you know noon on um, Saturday, there's been kind of a decline in people's opinions whether or not he was going to make it or not. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look too good right now. Um, still a little bit of fingers crossed. But that aside, I would like to see Paul Harris. Paul Harris signed on with Bayhunt's Army last year. Uh, and then right before the tournament started, he rescinded his invite. He had um, other obligations that were going to take him away, possibly from practice or from a game. He wanted to make sure that he was 100% committed. Um, which I totally respect, being that he wasn't going to be able to 100% commit. He did um, rescind his name. So I would I would like to see him out there. That kind of does give us a legit um, three, too. Don't like right now, over, yeah. we have Chris McCullough playing the three, but that's not like his his main focus in play. Um, so that would, would give us a, a legit small forward uh, with Paul Harris. So, Either of those two, Silent G or Paul Harris, gives yeah. us legit. Silent G gives us a position, the ability to play. He could play three spots offensively so that he gives us a lot more versatility paul harris at the three with his athleticism i would love love to see that i think there's still a chance for james sutherland who's played a few years in the past and is another knockdown shooter tall long in the zone and is a legitimate small forward so i think there's still a chance for james sutherland so of those three guys if we can get one or two of them, if we can get one of them to round out the nine, and then they can add one for a thousand dollars. But that ad is always somebody we didn't see coming. Yeah, almost always somebody we didn't see coming. Last year it was only Walker, right. who everybody was stoked to get. He's still an animal in the paint. He's still just a big monster in the paint. So if we could get Paul and we Harris also, or something, we all feel like we were kind of um, defeated almost in. AO's last year because he got Herbert for the tournament. And that we was had, a year. We had high hopes that year. I mean, so every year is our year. We were able to see him a little bit last year. was. But that was our yeah. year. That team was stacked his last year. And then he, yeah, he got hurt before the tournament. And that was a shame because he's he was a stud then. He is still a stud. He's a monster in the paint. So he's going to be awesome. If we can get Paul Harris or Sutherland or Silent G to round out the nine... I'm very, very happy with the way that the lineup has come together. I feel like we go into the tournament with probably 12. So there's, I'm, I'm sure there's even a surprise, you know, that we haven't even thought about. Like, obviously, we talked about Paul Harris and James Sutherland and we kicked around another, another couple names. Yeah, and there's uh, some other guys who have played fairly regularly. Dante Green is one yeah. who plays fairly regularly. So there's always a chance for Dante Green, who's another big body who can knock down shots. On our page, too, we've seen, because we put out, you know, who would you like to see? There was, you know, a, a couple um, kind of more recent yeah. loves that people would like to see. So, I mean, who knows? Cooney played last year. I don't see him coming back this year. We have a pretty solid lineup of guards with Devendorf, Trish, Crawford, like that, and John Gillen. Like, we have a stable of guards. So I don't see Cooney coming back, which is potentially why we went out to get Jordan Crawford. But who knows? Who knows who we could get? I love every second of it. I love every second of it. Breaks up the summer. It does break up the summer. It gets us ready for football season. All right, let's talk about 
Who else is in this tournament? Okay. Four years in a row now. Four years running, Overseas Elite has dominated this tournament. They are 25-0. and 0. We took them to the wire. We lost to two them. Two years ago? Two years ago, yep. we lost to them in the final four. Yep. By four points, and it was, I remember the game. God, it was a great game. A winnable game. Didn't knock down a few shots at the end that we could have or had been making throughout the tournament. That's a beatable team for us. I don't care. That's a beatable team. Eric McCullough is probably, he wasn't their leading scorer last year, but he's, I mean, he's a scoring machine. Yeah, Eric McCullough was was all tournament team last year. Right, and he's not playing this year because his brother, CJ McCollum, is getting getting married. Right. Their two star players as far as TBT goes are Kyle Fogg from Arizona and DJ Kennedy, who went to St. John's. Every single year... One or both of them is either the MVP or is all tournament. The MVP has been won by Overseas Elite for the last four years. Those two really play well together. But they can be hindered, and we can do that job. We can do that. Yeah. So that's the team to look out for, obviously, is Overseas Elite because they just play so well together. I went over that roster top to bottom, and I just I don't see it. So I have to give credit where credit is due to the coaching and to the players for playing well together because I look at that roster and there's a the few names that I do recognize, which is, you know, you remember Kyle Fogg and you remember DJ Kennedy, but not like remember, remember? Like, they don't really leave a lasting impression. So kudos to them and their coaching staff and their GM for putting together a heck of a team year in and year out. But not this year, guys. Sorry. Sorry about you. Not this year. Who else got teams in? Who else big? Who else should we know about that might have a team in this CB3. year? CB3. CB3 put a team together this year. Um, CB3 is playing in the Greensboro region. Okay. Which, to my chagrin, I also found out that Doug Gottlieb is playing in the Greensboro. Um, Hashtag screw Doug Gottlieb. Uh, his, so his team is Team 23 or, or just 23, one or the other. Um, also playing in Greensboro. CB3 is Team CB3. Is Team CB3. Um, I would, part of me wants to see his team annihilate Gottlieb and just get him up the heck out of there. But I wanted Gottlieb to come to Syracuse. I wanted him in our region. I wanted to be able to just shut him down. So part of me is like, let him run the region and put him in the championship and let's see him in the final four so that we can shut him down. I want Gottlieb. I'm not going to lie. I I like the CP3 as a team, and it would be nice if CP3 beat them. Screw that. (laughs) I want Doug Gottlieb. I want Doug Gottlieb in Chicago in the final four. And to have to look all of us in the eye. And to have the Syracuse fans everywhere. It's not that far a drive, guys. We can make it. Yeah. We can run that house. God, I hate Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> um, another actually big name that's a GM of a team uh, is Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, okay. He he has a team uh, in this year as well. Um, he, he, of course, is the GM. He doesn't have any time right now to coach or, or certainly play. Um, his brother, however, is playing on the team. Jaleel White. Not Jaleel White. That's Urkel. Oh, Jaleel Cousins. <laughs> yeah, <Jaleel>. <laughs> you <laughs> um, know what I meant. Right. So, yeah, he's got a brother playing on the team. Um, so, I mean, the, the TBT in itself is becoming big and big, bigger and big. Um, words are failing me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
and, and bigger names are coming in, more NBA talents coming in. Last year, there were 17 players that were in the G League in the 2017-18 season, played in the tournament, and then actually got 10-day um, contracts or invites to play in, in the NBA. So, I mean, there's people watching, there's people looking, there's people paying attention. Uh, there was one I noticed, a name that I noticed on DeMarcus Cousins' team was Darius Johnson Odom from Marquette, who I remember at Marquette, and okay. I remember him on the Lakers. So he's just recently out of the NBA. So this is talent. Like, there's talent galore in this TBT. We lost to Marquette last year. We did lose to Marquette last year. And they wrote a ridiculously horrible article. After they beat us. They did. Um, I'm going to try to find that, or maybe you can find it. We'll try to get that shared to the page. There was a disgusting Marquette article. And went right for the juggler of Beheim, which I, I get it where Beheim's army were, you know, whatever. It's all relatable to him. But it was, it, it felt to me as if it was this uh, particular writer's way of attacking Syracuse because he beat Beheim's army. Or right. Because, whatever, Marquette's Yeah, and I, was, I was not a fan. Because, listen, we all hate it in Syracuse, but we're brothers and sisters out here. You can't attack us. Mm -hmm. That's not. We're not going for that. All right, so let's briefly go over the other teams they currently have set up in our region. Okay. There's going to end up being 16. Right now they have 11, so there will be more teams added. I'm not sure. Maybe Gottlieb's team will get moved up to our region. Who knows? So as of right now, there's... And I don't know where all these teams are from or who's on the ball, but Best of Enemies, us, Bayheim's Army. There's a team called Playing for Jimmy V, which I'm going to have a really hard time rooting against because the Jimmy V SB speech is one of my favorite of all time. I can almost recite it word for word. He won't. We won't worry about that right now. We might do that next week. Or maybe I'll just put up a video <laughs> for fun. Uh, Armored Athlete. Brooklyn Vultures. Mm -hmm. Interesting fact about mm -hmm. Brooklyn Vultures. Starting at guard for the Brooklyn Vultures is Louis McCroskey, who was in the recruiting class with Daryl Watkins. Could be a fun interaction to watch. We'll keep an eye out on that as the tournament goes on. Team Brotherly Love, clearly from Philly. Hall in, the team from Seton Hall. Team Fancy. Now this we briefly touched on earlier. Is the team we beat last year right. to go to the Super 16? Right. Because That's the Sweet 16 yeah. is like trademarked yeah, or whatever. The so the Super 16. We beat them 60 to 55. And this is where the Elam Edmund came into play. It was 57-55. And the target score is 60. So on a normal clock... You're just trying to run the clock out. Mm -hmm. But you can't. Or at really, that point is when you throw in that foul. Right. They start fouling or whatever happens. But you can't do that with the Elam ending. And also, what you can't do if you're Bayhines Army or any other team is take the air out of the ball. Right. You have to be aggressive till the final buzzer, which I do like and I do enjoy. So, what happened to end that game is we're up two and very easily in two possessions could have lost that game. A turnover in a bucket makes it 57-57. A missed shot in a three, and we lose the game. But instead of that happening, Demetrius Nichols hits a three. Uh, corner three. Hits a corner three. We win the game 60-55. to We move on. We end up losing to Marquette. That one hurt. Yeah. We, were supposed to, we were Final Four team that year. 
We were a championship caliber team last year. So that's what the Elam ending brings us is full bore to the final buzzer. You don't see teams take the air out of the ball and slow down offense to try to wind the clock. So I enjoy that. So yeah. that's something to look forward to and keep your eye on as far as the Elam ending goes. So that was Team Fancy. Um, okay, a name from Team Fancy that you may or may not remember was Kenny Boynton. No, that's not our team. No, Kenny Boynton was a player. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Kenny Boynton. That's the next team written down there. <laughs> we have stuff written down. Yeah, we took notes today. Uh, Kenny Boynton played at Florida and was a point guard. And when Florida made a tournament run, it got to be six years ago now, if I remember correctly. He was the dude. And he can really play. That kid can ball. So just a name to watch out for if we end up falling and having to play Team Fancy again. Gale Nation, Iona. Team Drady, which I believe right now has been listed as ineligible. Team Money was ineligible. Team Money yeah, was ineligible. Team Drady, I think, made it by the... By okay, so Team Drady is in. Team Money is ineligible. I don't know if they're going to let them in or not. As of now, they're listed as ineligible. And then we are D3. Those are the teams in our bracket. Nothing extreme that I think we got to watch out for. Team Fancy is always dangerous. Team Brotherly Love, anything from Philly, can definitely put a squad together. And Brooklyn Vultures, I think, is a team to, to potentially watch out for. But all in all, with our lineup, babe, yeah. I like it. June 11th is when the actual um, brackets come out. So they, we uh, like right now we know the Overseas Elite is going to be in um, the Richmond region. Yes. I just don't know how the Richmond region right now lines up as far as, you know, would we see them before? I want them in the before? championship. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, whatever, I'll play them and take them in the Final Four. But it would like, be nice to beat them in the championship. My dream would be to play Doug Gottlieb in the Final Four, beat them by 100, <laughs> and then play the Overseas Elite in the championship game, take home the $2 million for Bayheim's Army. And just one more time, hats off and kudos to Kevin Belby for what he's done and been able to put together with this Bayheim's Army team. And give us fans... Syracuse to root for in the yeah, offseason. Yeah. Because for those of us who are die hard, we this time of year is difficult. So behind us today, so different backdrop today. This is our wedding picture that we had signed. Apparently stuck to that. Let's see if I can get a good viewpoint here. After the spring game, I blocked you out. Yeah. <laughs> After the spring game, by the football players. This is now one of our prized possessions. And this segues me into our next episode. So in an effort to not just try to scrape the barrel for what our content's going to be and do a whole bunch of player previews, things that other people are doing, our next episode's going to be fun. We're going to bust out our memorabilia collection. And we got some cool stuff. We got some. We just got some new cool stuff this past week. There might have been some pictures on Facebook. So we're gonna bust out our memorabilia collection and show you guys what we've got, what we've collected, things that we have. We want to hear from you guys though. In you know, in the the interim between now and next week when we do our, our mm -hmm. next podcast, shoot us a shoot us a message on you know, accuse yourself or on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you find us. 
uh, let us know some of the cool stuff that you have. And, and who knows, we've got some a lot of good things, but I don't know if we have 30 minutes worth of good things. So if you guys, you know, send us some of your cool stuff. Just give me half a, half a chance, babe. I could talk for 30 minutes about anything. <laughs> and I could shut you up for 30 minutes about anything. Uh, but yeah, let us talk about what you guys have too. That's what or, thinks. Or, you know, what, what cool things you might be out to get. Um, also, before we wrap this up, I do want to let you guys know that we have been in touch with the tournament. We did send out an email uh, to the, the heads over at the basketball tournament. We can't do any live feeds during the actual game. We're going to be there all weekend. We're hoping to also go to Chicago for the finals. Uh, ESPN holds the rights for the actual games. Um, but they have given us permission to do some pre- and post-interviews, things of that nature. We're going to try to put together some kind of contest um, for everybody who's going to be at the tournament. You know, maybe some kind of, like, put a selfie on Twitter, hashtag cues yourself, that kind of thing. We'll randomly pick somebody uh, and then have, have you come on and do a little pre- or post-interview uh, or, or meet in the players, that kind of stuff, and see if we can get some more interaction during the games, which I think would be pretty cool. We're going to try to have some Cuse Yourself merchandise as well by, by that time. That is the goal. That is the goal is to have some Cuse Yourself merchandise. I am going to try to reach out to touch base with, you know, some people and see what I can get accomplished about a player interview or two or any potential former player that's going to be at the tournament that would like to talk to us briefly. I don't need a half hour of your time. Two, three, four minutes to talk some Bayheim's Army or SU Hoops. Would be much appreciated. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reach my arms out as far as I can and see who I can get a hold of. This is our first year holding it in Syracuse. Let's make them notice. Let's let's let them realize how how important this is to our community, to our program, to the fans, uh, and and really give them a run for their money so that they can't take this away from us. No, yeah, this, this is this has to be a, a regular thing, and let's get it to the point where they can't hold it at SRC anymore. Yeah. Let's sell enough tickets where they got to hold it somewhere bigger. Like, like the it. dome. <laughs> Just throwing that out there for potential. All right, guys, listen. That's it for Cuse Yourself today. Like this video, comment, subscribe, all of that. But most importantly, do us a huge favor. Share this. Wherever you see it, if you're watching it on YouTube, share it on your timeline on Facebook. Share it to your Twitter account. Share it everywhere. Tell people. Right now, the people that are watching us, we're getting about 100, between 50 and 100 views for the couple videos, which is amazing. It's more than I ever thought, even in the beginning. But let's get this out there, because this is our passion. We love this, and the more interaction we get, the more passionate we get. We spent the weekend out with books and paper and phones and doing research, and we enjoyed it. We love this. I hope, hope, hope to see you guys at TBT. We will be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let us know. Let's all get together. Let's yeah. make it loud. Let's make it loud. Let's we're gonna have General some cute yourself. Whole section. Whole section. Cute <laughs> yourself, baby. We're ready to go. Let's meet up at TBT. Let us know um, about your merchandise, what you have. We'll talk about that and our merchandise in the upcoming one. Also, give us ideas, anything you want to hear us talk about. If you have an idea you want us to talk about, let us know. If you have an idea that you don't want to talk about, if you don't want to see his face, let us know. Who doesn't want to see this? You see this? All this, babe? All this. I can get somebody else sitting in that seat. I promise you I can. They won't be nearly as cute <laughs> or entertaining as I am. Indeed. Guys, as always, Syracuse rules and go cute yourself. Cheers.